Hello, this is Dancing Bear, your autistic prince, Darwin's favourite son. And I'm just Tom. Koala. <laughs> no, no fancy titles here. Are you sure you know you don't want to add I'm, on? Or I might extend it sometime, oh, or right. shorten it to just Tom. Well, I noticed the the reason why I'm gonna now uh, maybe we should uh... add on a title every week because of uh, certain comments. So, so I'm gonna be pedantic now and just add a, a, yeah. an extra title every week. It's longer. Here, here's the <laughs> autistic prince of all existence and universe. <laughs> Just see how long my title can be without forgetting things. So you had a good week. I have, yeah. It's it's, it's been all right. I'm like I said every every week. I've said it. I'm really enjoying doing this. Yeah. Wow, man. Besides um, my mum attacking me the other night. <laughs> that worth. Well, can, can I? Do you yeah. want to talk about this? Go on, I? Basically, listeners. Um, what happened was me and Tom were just uh, talking on the phone earlier on this week. And Tom got how how can I word this? Got uh, <laughs> cornered. You ever seen that scene in Jurassic Park where the Velociraptor just comes out of nowhere? It, number two, they I, just come out of the grass. I'm, you got to put into consideration from my perspective. I don't know what's going on because I'm at the other side of the phone. All I can hear is a woman's voice. Is that Irvine? And all of a sudden, in the background, Tom's going, no, no, no. <laughs> That's what it sounded like for me. And basically, it, uh, Koala's mum, Tom's mum, uh, took the phone from him so uh, she could get information from me to find out uh, which channel this podcast is on. So she took an interest. Saying that as well, my mum, I think for the first time this week, um, listened to, to, to our podcast. I think she's catching up now. And I have received the criticism. Apparently, I cut you off one too many times, so I'm going to try and stop doing that. I ain't too bothered. <laughs> but, um, yeah, now I our am... mums are listening. Um, oh. We'd just like to announce this is the last one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Um, oh, man, it's, 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 it's fucking sweltering. Yeah, right. if we take minor pauses in this particular podcast please excuse us because it is genuinely warm it, it has to be just under 25 degrees out there it's got to be on it god we're starting to sound like them annoying radio <laughs> presenters oh it's uh, it, it is hot today no yeah, it, it you know. just is well i mean it's a weekend so you've got to say oh it's going to be a big one they always say that on radios don't they they do yeah. every weekend they is do a big yeah one. they do so a lot's happened this week, yes, in all fairness, including yesterday, it? the big day. Yeah. Do you know the day? I don't. The raid on Area 51. Oh. It was yesterday. Did it happen? 75 people turned up. You are joking out of how many petitioners? Oh, I think... How it, many did it turn it was, out? It was about like a million, close, wasn't it? Yeah, it was nearly a million. So how many people 75, as far as I know. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, and people um, that the don't jury. want to be gender-specific... Or specify by gender. Let me be clear: this is a lesson in humanity. This truly shows how many people out there are truly are people of the word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they turned up in like alien costumes and that. Some of them. See, this is why there was a certain novelty behind this latest craze because you got to be realistic about this. If every single one of those people uh, who signed that petition turned up. They'd have probably been able to break storm in. Storm the gate. They would have been no seriously. They'd have been able to storm the gate. Yeah, but what are you gonna get? Like obviously, you know, either we're alone in the universe or we're not. 
both thoughts are equally terrifying, but... Is it a scary thought, though, if we ever realise we're not alone in the universe? Is it? Well, that's the quote, isn't it? It's a scary thought. Either yeah. we're alone or we're not. If yeah. we're alone, it's terrifying. If we're not, it's terrifying. What would you find most terrifying? If we ever found out we were alone or if we weren't? Do you know what I'd find terrifying? Go on. If an internet partition to break into a military base succeeded in finding alien life. <laughs> it was removed from Facebook. Was it? Yeah. It was uh, removed by? Facebook, I think. Facebook themselves. Yeah. Uh. A couple of weeks before all this, so never know, but yeah. I want another partition. I want a partition right now on Facebook for with thousands of people to sign up to for people to try and take Donald Trump's hair off to see if it really is a toupee. If we get thousands of people to sign that, there's a guarantee. Yeah, all right, the Secret Service might shoot a couple of them, but there's a guarantee that at least someone will be able to get a full handful of that Trump hair and pull it off. And if it stays, it stays. Yeah. um, I don't know what I can add to that, to be honest with you. All I can say is, in a bizarre way, I'm glad that no one... It didn't bought a proportion of the whole Area 51. But at the same time, though... I am slightly gutted. Because I want to know what's going on in there, man. What is going on in Area 51? I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. But all... See, I'm not sure what's there. I mean, I don't think anyone does. But I do know it's the only US military base in America that doesn't have to pay um, like carbon emissions and things like that. So they've got free reign to burn or destroy anything they want that makes... Whatever wow. gas. That's why it's in the middle of the desert. This is pure speculation now. Nazis. <laughs> what do you think's in there? And please, um, to all these people watching, co- put a comment in the, uh, in the comment section what you think's in there as well. But honestly, Tom, what do you think's in Area 51? Right, well, I actually don't think it's aliens. You don't, fair enough. I think... If I had to actually hazard a guess, either it's a massive recycling plant, uh, hence the they can burn whatever they want, uh, or because it's a, a military base and it's got a runway and everything mm. and it's in the desert, probably just for testing new planes in the military. I mean, if you go back, right, don't forget, the stealth plane was invented, designed around World War Two, and we didn't see it till what? Years and years after? Yeah. Now, if you'd seen a stealth plane flying around that was an early test, a beta, which they would have had, you would have assumed UFO. Okay. Um, and also, I said Nazis just because at the end of World War Two, a lot of Nazi scientists were allowed to defect and moved out of Germany. I knew that. So yeah, I did. Maybe that's where their research went. But a, question, a question for you, though. I have seen a lot of... Uh, they are there, the interviews of, I believe, a lot of American Army generals that mm. works at Area 51. And before they die, they did an all-inclusive interview and uh, what is really there. And a couple of them have actually said alien life exists, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I don't. I, they didn't actually say they were living in Area 51, but they basically confirmed that uh, yeah, they have proof that extraterrestrial it's, life... Uh, it's na- those things, it does it or doesn't it. See, I'm open on the thing because if you found bacteria on Mars, that counts yeah. as life, so alien yeah. life exists. Yeah, technically that's true, but basically what I'm trying to get at is I'll have to try try and find it for you. And anyone who's listening, 
feel free to try and find it. It's actually pretty interesting. But basically, um, my argument is this. Why would they lie? Because these people are literally on their deathbed. Why make some up at this point? They're going to be dead uh, in a matter of... Some of them were a matter of days, a matter of weeks. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fun. So but, why mean, lie? Do you know, do you know what I mean? I, That's my argument. Go on, sorry. I cut you off then. i got to stop doing that. Here's the uh, weird thing about biology that always gets me thinking. Do you know there's nowhere they've ever looked that they've never found life? How do you mean? Like, sorry, I, I, even, I think... even volcanoes have bacteria that can survive there. Interesting, isn't Antarctica it? has animals. If they get too hot, they melt. Wow. That live in the ice. So even like tardigrades can live in space, like them little things. So basically, everywhere they've ever looked for life, they found life or something that can live life in that area. So. Hmm. So basically, if life. if life always tends to find a way, is it? Uh, to quote Jeff Goldberg, uh, "Life uh, uh, <laughs> always finds a way." <laughs> Is it a far stretch? Of the, is it truly a far stretch of the imagination that life would find a way on other planets? Even if they do you want to know my personal theory on, on aliens? Go on, go on. So it's always shown. Probe like, me, Spock, please. <laughs> I can't even do the. Uh, oh, we we uh, yeah, live long. We get to Star Trek in a minute, yeah. actually, because I want to talk about something. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Can't believe I just said "prove me, Spock." <laughs> whenever we uh, listen, or whenever we think about aliens, we always think about them being more advanced than us, right? Yeah. So the way I've yes, I, I look at it I is bet, yeah. What if we are the first ones and the most advanced? So we just gotta wait for every every other planet to catch up. Yeah, I actually think that's a, a solid theory, to be honest with you. Because we are pretty fucking advanced. Yeah. Interesting thing about those people that think the moon landing is fake. Do you know back in the day yeah. when the moon landing happened, we had we did not have the technology able to fake it. Cuz it was live. Yeah. There is no way the technology back then in the 60s, was it? Yeah. We would have been able to edit live on it. Yeah, um I actually Someone actually worked out the cameras, the computer, the editing software needed. It was nearly impossible unless they pumped like you'd be looking at over a billion because don't forget back the then a uh, one meg computer was the size of a room yeah no completely i actually agree with what you're saying there we actually that's why weird. would they pull such a hook if it was a hoax which i i'm not saying it is because personally i don't think it was a hoax at all no, it's just but why would they scientifically yeah. think about it in your head that's weird we had technology to get to the moon before we had to edit a live video. That's the level of technology the human race is at. Yeah, it is. It is. I I know what you're saying as well, but basically, yeah, you're smelling what I'm selling. Um, my point is, why spend so much money on a hoax? Do you a know hawk. what I mean? If it was, would you like to hear something interesting about NASA? Go on. All NASA's rockets are owned by Russia. Are they? NASA's a joint thing. The moon, the Mars rover that died, yeah. or like, because his battery went dead or something, didn't it? I believe so, yeah. yeah I'm not uh, overly knowledgeable in this subject. A, quite so. a few with like the mirrors and glass and stuff like that came yeah. from the Isle of Wight. Interesting. So NASA's I actually didn't know, worldwide I didn't know thing. any of this. The, the rockets are on loan from Russia. They own them. Wow. I didn't know any of this at all. So, 
Fair enough. Well, if NASA <laughs> built them and owned them, they wouldn't need to be transported to NASA, would they? <laughs> no. Do you believe that the moon landing was a hoax, then? Are you one no. of those that, that you don't think it was a hoax? See, I, I believe in science and facts. And I know science changes every couple of years, but the Earth is not flat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't let's not even go there with a the flat Earth. Is there. They, they are, their fan base is, is, well, not fan base, their cult, no. I've got to be very careful because all I, you've got to do is look out your window. Uh, yeah, ain't even fucking level. No, look, there's hill. No. How can it be flat? <laughs> oh, that is nothing against the listeners who um out there, but that is one subject I want to avoid because there's a lot of flat earthers that are quite fanatical, aren't they? And I yeah, don't, but at the I'd same rather point, avoid them to be honest. You can believe what you want to believe. Yeah, no, I completely Which is the brilliant thing about the time we're living in now. It's not like, you know, back in King Henry VIII's time, you believed in the wrong religion, you're going to get killed. Yeah. Um, fuck it. It's my show. If, if, well, if, it's, if our it, show. it's our show, sorry. Um, if anyone wants to badmouth me, then you can badmouth me. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. But personally, when it comes to the Flat Earthers, I, I, if you're, I personally think 90% of them or who any, say that... Say that they believe in the flat Earth theory. Don't actually believe in it. I think the yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, like, they're, they're just saying they're, they're just, just saying it's get uh, media attention. Yeah, the or it's attention. Uh, just like a thing because they want to see people's reaction. But yeah, I, 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 I go on. Go I on. think about twenty five percent of them wholeheartedly believe it, but they're always the same sort of person that just don't trust the government. It, it, and by all yeah. means, don't trust any government. Yeah, but at the same point, science. Yeah, like, basically, and I'll tell you why. If you ever look up, uh, go on YouTube and look at these people that interview the, uh, I do enjoy when they have. No, and proof. I do, and I, and I, I, I look, I, I'm open-minded, but any listeners out there, I ask you look at the interviews of these flat earthers when people give them an interview, and you can tell these are very reactionary people. They tend to thrive on other people's reactions. So, of course, they're going to say outlandish theories. Of course, they're going to... I get the impression these people are willing to say anything just to turn Yeah, but the thing with it is, is a lot of people say it's a conspiracy because of the American thing and they pay tax and it goes to NASA and NASA's invent... Right, so where does this conspiracy start? So 500 years ago, when we decided the Earth was round and we only did this just to get tax from America, which didn't exist at this point (laughs) for NASA. So 500 years ago, someone came up with a plan. They went, right, I'm going to make the country America. I'm going to say the Earth is round. So in about years and years and years... When NASA is created, mm. I can start taxing the country. Where does this conspiracy end? Exactly. Like, it's like me turning around and saying to you, uh, just, just we to We don't get taxed for space travel. Right, so. right Tom. I, think this, I, I believe, it is my belief, that the sky is pink. The colour of the sky is pink. Now, we both know that it looks blue to us. But yeah, but that, that's another thing as well. Go on. Because but prove to me the sky is not pink. Well, I can't. Because Do you understand what, why I don't really... You've got, things like, flat earth you've, you've got things like colourblind and everything yeah. like that. So how do you know that me looking at that and me saying that's blue is exactly the same as you looking at it? And exactly. In yeah. your eyes, what yeah. colour it is. But universally, but point, it is known to be blue, the yeah. sky. I think we can all agree to that. But prove to me that that's not pink. And I think, basically, the point I'm trying to make is this is the problem with the flat earthers. I genuinely believe they are out there to... 
Oh, I don't want to be sound repetitive, but not cause trouble. There's another word for it. Uh, just basically get media attention. I was looking for another specific word, but yeah. But uh, yeah, Tommy's looking at his phone and showing me a uh, picture of sky blue, comparing <laughs> it to the sky. <laughs> and and See, I thought it was that's, wallpaper. That's that's the lie. problem with that sort of thing. You show these people proof. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on to yeah, yeah. I got quite quite in, uh, deep that conversation. Star Trek Discovery. I've recently watched it. Let me grit my teeth, wind myself the... up at the shitty series that is Discovery. Right now, go it's on. got good ideas. Do you want to know go. what I have taken a liking to? My favourite part of Discovery. Go on. It's um, the character Saru. I enjoy Saru's character and his story and like. He comes from a planet where he, even though it's shown in series that he's ridiculously strong. Yeah. Like, he knocks out people easily on that planet. He can run at over 80 miles an hour, or 80 kilometers an hour. I don't know what that is in miles an hour. Is that 60? Something like that. I'm not good at... Um, so, he can, he's yeah. ridiculously strong. He can run really fast. He's, his eyes can see in different things. He can sense... But on his planet, his prey... And they're essentially cattle and eaten when they're an yeah. intelligent race. Yeah. But his race cannot be saved because they're still under Directive 1, which means the Federation can't get involved. Yeah, the Prime Directive is a weird one in Star which Trek lore. It's, it's, all, a weird, it's, it's a very weird one. I just one. enjoyed his character art. Like, when he, he goes through, his race have a biological thing where they rather die, mm. so they're ready to be slaughtered. But it turns out that's all a lie and they get better after a bit. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I, I just found his character... He's another one for me. He's like Data. He's like the really smart guy that no one really gets on with, but then everyone loves. Yeah. The trouble is with Star Trek Discovery, you, to be honest with you, you hit the nail on the head. Really it's good ideas. Really good concepts. Brilliant concepts, in fact. Yeah. But... And it's not as bad as Nemesis. I originally... Oh, my God. <sighs> Don't even get me started on that. But anyway, I thought... You don't like a little bald Tom Hardy? I like Tom Hardy. I just don't like Tom Hardy in that. You don't like him in a lot of things. I lo this is the bizarre thing. I don't mind Tom Hardy as a person, but it's just some of the roles I just don't enjoy him in. I think he's a brilliant actor. I acknowledge that he's a good actor. I just don't... Did you I ever enjoy watch that um, but... taboo thing he was in? No, I oh, don't think so. It was on BBC. And I sort of started to understand it, and then it it was all over the place. Yeah. Did you ever watch Bronson? I hear it that was, was a that. good movie. It was. It, it's, it's a one-off film. It's not one of those films I could watch over and over again. It's very rough, if you know what I mean by that. He went for an interview with the actual man. Yeah, he did. Yes, yeah. I am aware of that. And didn't he tell him, like, nah, you're, you're way too small, fuck off. I'm not too sure. I'm so not that into it all. So Tom, Tom Hardy turned around and said, I will do you proud. And he came back after working out, got really buff for the role. Yeah. And Bronson said, yeah, all right. I can believe it. I can definitely believe it. But um, no, going back in the conversation ever so slightly. Yeah, Star Trek Discovery. Now, this is my problem. I, I, if you don't mind me t uh, saying it again, because I remember talking to you about it yeah, earlier on in the week. Go for it. Star Trek Discovery. The problem I have with it is, I originally thought the show 
was set in what is what is known as the Kelvin timeline, and basically what that is, the original Star timeline. Trek is sort of turning into uh, Marvel um, because now there's like separate timelines going on. You've got your what is now known to, considered to be the Kelvin timeline, which is the where the rebooted films um, yeah. are set in. And you have what he's considered to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure it's still considered the prime timeline. So your Star Trek Voyager, your Deep Space Nine, your Star Trek Enterprise is uh, um, uh, set in the prime timeline. Now, the trouble is, Discovery would be more easier for me, as a, uh, specifically, personally, as a fan to watch, set after if all. it was set in the Kelvin timeline. Or, yeah, even set after the events of the the next generation and, and the its films included um but basically the problem i have now is that they are saying it's set in the prime it's set before kirk's time it is meant to be set 10 years before the events of the original series of star trek now continuity errors i don't mind usually continuity errors in in terms of willing to express yourself creatively i don't think creative uh, continuity should be this holier-than-thou concept. I don't mind it being dismissed now and again. But when I when you have a, a show, a franchise as old as Star Trek, my problem is with, uh, with this is basically you can still add something new to it, but don't piss on what everyone else has said before. Well, That's my, my you, opinion. You've mentioned continuity er- errors. Yeah. And I haven't actually... St- Seen a lot of Star Trek in many, many years. Spore drive. <coughs> Carry on. <laughs> so what are the continuity errors? Well, the big main one, we we discussed it earlier on this week, the spore drive. Now, they, they say in Discovery that basically they can go anywhere in the universe. It's it's like the, the TARDIS, all, it's transformed into the TARDIS, the uh, Discovery ship. Now i got to be really careful how I word this because I know how season two ends, but my my colleague Tom doesn't. Yeah, I'm about seven episodes in. Right, so basically, I'm not going to say I too do much. Like, I do yeah. really like Pike. Yeah, I'll get to that in a minute, but basically, the, the, tr- the main problem I had with season one, I'll say it like that, is they were saying that this spore drive could take them anywhere in the universe. This is a hundred years set before Voyager, and for those who was a Star Trek Voyager fan, Voyager got lost at the other side of the galaxy, and it still would have took them seventy years to get back into Federation well, space. Well, they actually say that in season two. There's a planet, yeah. and it's like even with our warp at max, it would have taken us 150 years to get there. Yeah, so warp just doesn't improve. But no. at the same point, here's something to think about that I've just popped in my head with the Star Trek universe. But this technology yeah, that was made a hundred years before, like what Voyager? The event of discovery now, it will probably be over a hundred years you, before. So Voyager. no one else that's not in the Federation has ever researched this. You telling me if the Borg <laughs> wanted and knew about this mycelial network, and they can get anywhere within an instant? You telling me that they're going to give a crap about the life in that mycelial network of a universe thing? No, they're not. They're no. going <laughs> to use it and abuse it. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, and I do so agree with that, that. That's the sort of holes. And this is an intelligent race that can do. Yeah. I mean, they will assimilate all knowledge, correct? Yeah, of course they will. So they know they about this. Yeah. Technically, really, if you yeah. think about it. Yeah. Because it can't just be the Federation's the only ones that know about this. Exactly, but I'm not being disrespectful to uh, to anyone who makes who's made the show. 
they sort of stress to the audience that it is sort of that way out. Like it's the federation that's all of a sudden it's got the, the hands on this sports drive technology. Yeah, because one scientist. Yeah. Well, two. It's a sister ship, isn't so, it? So you're telling me no one else? Because in in in, in, in Star Trek lore, the galaxy is pretty fucking damn populated, well populated. Yeah. And no one else came across this spore drive. Well, really? or just this network. But yeah, that's my main. I've got I've got it. I've got other minor issues with it, but that's the main one I can think of. But it Personally, is a good show. Right, see, but... I've said it before about this. Do you know what I would have done with the mycelial network? I would have slightly changed things around because I think one group of characters from an alien race that appears in Star Trek that would have worked really well in Discovery yeah. is the Q. Yeah, you spoke because about this before. I, right, you had a, actually a good, you had a good Q, idea. Q, or the Q, yeah. can get anywhere in existence in the blink of an eye, yes? Yeah. Same as the Spore Drive. Yeah. I would have actually done it as maybe that's... I know, like, the Q have their own dimension and all this, but I would have changed it slightly and had it like that is their runways that's how the queue get everywhere so quick yeah and then you could you could have had some interesting episodes where you have the queue turn up because i just think it would have been more relevant they're dealing with an alien race yeah this could have been the first time the federation's ever met with them but basically good idea good good idea you'd only have one tiny little niggle and 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 this is the hardcore star trek fan Mm. getting coming out to me now the um, incontinuity explanation is Q didn't. The Q is a race, and Q as John DeLance's character mm-hmm. Q didn't really take an interest in humanity in, until Picard's time, because for some reason Q was what's the correct worry of the this word the, the main theme of the story arc with Picard and Q yeah was the Q was uh, as a race, we're becoming worried of humanity and its eagerness to constantly grow. So the Q actually considered humanity as a threat. Yeah. And that's why they started to start showing but, up here I and mean, everywhere. But go on, go on. Humanity being a, having technology to appear and reappear anywhere in known space. Do you reckon... I think that would have interested them personally. Yeah, oh, of course No other would. race is doing this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like... So, so, so if Star Trek were real... Do you reckon realistically it would be more realistic storytelling if Q, uh, if the Q steps in, or at least the very least when they go into mycelial network, I wouldn't have minded an Easter egg for a fan like a Q walking in the background or something like as Thingy's character, which reminds me, I I was told something by someone, yeah. this show Picard coming out. Yes. Do <laughs> now. This is just me being a fan. Patrick Stewart, I want Q to appear just to mess with Picard, but I want it to be Ian McKellen because in real life they're really good friends. They are, yes. They actually live right near each other. Doesn't surprise me. But, you know, because yeah. it's Janeway and Picard that the Q took a personal interest in, isn't it? Yeah, he actually turns up in one episode in Deep Space Nine, but he's never seen again. He, he uh, th- There is some... Interaction between Captain Cisco and Q, but it's only one episode. So yeah, he do, in, if, in from an in-character perspective, he does seem to take more of an interest in Janeway and Picard. Why? Jane, Janeway, your guess is as good as mine. But well, Picard seems to be quite the power. I mean, yeah, no man can say T Earl Grey hot in such a commanding <laughs> yeah. voice. Yeah, <laughs> um, I love Patrick Stewart. I love Paddy's. I love him, man. He's a great guy. 
But also, Janeway, she was a force to be reckoned with. She, yeah, very strong woman, wasn't she? A very strong character. And to be honest with you, my mum would probably uh, wring my neck if she ever heard me say this, but she's probably one of... I want to say they, but I love Kirk. But she's up the best captains. For me, the she, two the <clears> two <throat> best captains are Picard and Janeway. Picard and Not Kirk. You're not a Kirk man. No. Why? Like, no, just curious. Is to... I don't think a captain should spend his entire life banging his way through space. Banging that's, his that's, way that's that's not the prime space. directive. What do you mean by banging his way? Well, through space? I mean the guy who wrote the Kitimer records, who sorted. Do you know what I mean? Who signed a peace treaty between the Federation and the Klingons? Right? Is that banging away, Tom? I, I take my the guy who only personally. existed for two seasons and a bunch of movies. Three, actually. Yeah, but how many times did Kurt fuck up? I mean, I Never don't. Never up. Well, <laughs> I'm joking. I mean, I, I suppose. Yeah. The uh, what was what's the famous test? The Kobayashi Maru. The Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, he he cheated on it. Yeah. But he's the weird thing. I'm glad you. But it that was up. it was made to fail, weren't it? And how you deal with failure? Yeah, he he's an interesting but thing as well. But I on. did, I do like the revamp of Kirk, and I did like the Chris Kirk. Pines, yeah. Jail. And I do like Kirk in the movies when he's older, especially. Yeah. We've spoke about it. Generations. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, he's an interesting uh, thought, concept. In the Kelvin timeline, um, Kirk is actually, uh, what's the correct word to use? Not belittled, but uh, quite ostracised for cheating in the Corby Ashman route. Yeah. But in Wrath of Khan, it is hinted. Well, not even hinted. It is it is full-blown stated that Kirk got... Uh, a recommendation because uh, for cheating on that test because it showed that it showed a, a type of uh, ingenuity. Yeah, it showed intuition. I think the correct word was, but but it's so weird. Do you know what it? my favourite part of them movies are? Go on, the revamp movies. I do like the inv- uh, the the, the yeah. reboot. And I was sad when the young guy who played Chekhov died. Uh, Anton um, Yelchin. Yeah, I want to say his name. Run was. over by his own car or something. Yeah, however, way to go. Um. My favourite parts of them movies, just because I'm a big Carl Urban fan, yeah. are Bones, and I think they couldn't have got anyone better to play Spock. Yeah, Zachary Quinto. Yeah. Yeah, he's a great actor. He is a great actor. But so... Bones, oh, I love, I love, are you out of your Vulcan mind? <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember the actor, uh, the actor's name who plays Bones, but I'm actually... Carl Urban. He's, he, he's, he's the in the boys as well, show, isn't he? Uh, I love. Have you seen the boys? yet? I haven't seen the boys. I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I'm catching up on my preacher though. So don't tell me if you watch. If you've watched that, don't tell no, me. No, I haven't what watched. Pre- well, the boys and preacher are ripped by the same comic writer. Right. So. I, I do like it, but no. Oh, if anyone's not seen the boys yet, you need to watch it. It's a, a, a satirical take on the superhero genre. Right. Like superheroes are, um, they're only bothered about the fame and the merchandising and all of this. And yeah. the boys is basically a bunch of normal guys that don't like superheroes. Yeah. And they're trying to take down a, not even a hidden reference to, uh, an actual parody version of the Justice League. Every character that's in the DC Justice League, there is a version of them in this. Wow. I didn't know that. Hmm. Um, including Aquaman that, yes, the entire Justice League do bully. <laughs> oh, wow. Did it, what, Justice League bully Aquaman? Well... It's in in is pop it, in yeah. pop culture. It's done like that. The There's Aquaman, a lot of parodies about it. Aquaman isn't was like the little bitch. It's not until like <laughs> oh, no. Jason Momoa, Momoa yeah. played him that everyone was like, "Shit, yeah. this, this guy." <laughs> I mean, 
It's it's just one of them, isn't it? Yeah, I'd like to see uh, Batman try and ridicule Jason Momoa. To be fair, I don't think he was my the only bit about that Justice League movie I actually enjoyed was him. Yeah, like (laughs) I just think he was hilarious. Him and Wonder Woman seem to be the new like front runners for this DCEU. Yeah, I like. But anyway, speaking of of DC movies, Joker. Yes. Uh, you was going to tell me a piece of information before the podcast, but I said save it for the podcast because it sounded interesting. So many critics and reviewers that have already seen this movie have turned, even though this movie has got praise and has already been tipped for being like best movie of the year and an amazing character movie and could redefine uh, character movies, not just superhero movies. Right. Have classed this movie as dangerous. Why? Because it deals with... Um, a man that is not noticed by society is ridiculed at every turn and bullied and downtrodden and things. And they, a lot of people think that certain groups of people might see this and actually there's a real concern that they might even try and copy some of the things he does in this movie. Which right. I think is, it's been, have, there's been loads it's of... It's happened con- before, hasn't there, it? There has so been, it's got you off there, go on. So far there has been loads of controversial news stories, but... To class the movie is dangerous just because it's about something that in society you really have people that are lonely, downtrodden, failed by the system. Why does that make this movie dangerous? Exactly. And it's set in the 80s for the simple reason if if there was something like around like this today, we would catch them within five minutes. But because yeah. it's set in that time, the cameras can't really get his face clearly. There ain't no Facebook. No one's pulling out their like, smartphones and quickly taking a video. So... The, re- the reason it is set in the 80s is that combined with it's Gotham City, but it's obviously an allegory. Gotham, everyone knows, is New York City. Yeah. And in the 80s, New York City was rife with corruption and violence. And Yeah. It's um, definitely... I can understand why, but I don't agree with it. Um, because basically... I feel we have to bring it up to really give this subject justice. Do you remember when The Dark Knight um, came out and there was a shooting and there was the big thing when the guy copied the Joker in some way? and it, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember that. Yeah. Um, so because of what happened, happened. I don't. it's a very controversial, sensitive topic. I've got to be very careful here. I can understand why people are hesitant, to be honest with you. Not hesitant, correct, uh, incorrect word. Worry. I can understand because... Yeah, but to class a movie as dangerous, I'm sorry, but we live in the West. Freedom of speech. And that is the level of shit like China does. This is yeah, dangerous no, not to be seen by the people. Do you I know, like, agree. Yeah. things like yeah. Twitch are actually banned in China. It's this society, uh, it, it, it can be very hypocritical for things like that. Because but, it's saying a film like... The, is it called The Joker? The, the yeah, new Joker. Film? This, they're saying the, the, the new Joker film is dangerous, but we're, we're allowed to, to casually sit and watch Clockwork Orange. Need I say more? No, well, I'm not thing. even going to go down that road, but that's not a nice film. But anyway, yeah. Controversies like this, mm. they just make people want to go and see the movie more. Yeah. Just look at, obviously, it's... Exorcist. I was actually going to say Brokeback Mountain. Because Did, yeah. a lot, there was a big controversy over that for obvious reasons, and most 
uh, theaters in America refused to play it. Yeah. So it quickly became one of the biggest movies of the year because everyone was flocking to the ones that could. Yeah. I've never hell. seen the movie myself. <laughs> I've seen Prince of Persia and the same guys in it. So. Wow. Yeah. No. I, I, yeah. There's there's quite a few, hasn't it? It's gained. It's safe to say has gained more notoriety because of the controversy. So I completely Spartacus agree with that. Spartacus, Blood and Sands. Was, that controversial? That was very controversial because it had uh, sex scenes in it that like level of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones didn't get that level of controversy. No, it's bizarre, isn't it? I think, it's, it. I think it's to do with mentality of the time and the attitudes as well has a lot mm. to do with it. When I was I was recently at Ribchester Museum mm. and there's a guy coming around next year doing a... Um, he's an artist, so he's showing off his work, but he's a big... Um, uh, he helps design like the Roman costumes in movies and stuff like yeah. that. Um, I'll have to get the date and maybe say it next week. But I found that something interesting. Go on. Do you know why uh, in all or most Roman movies you see, the Emperor's guards are always in black? Because in I couldn't real, say no. in real life, their armour would have just been the same as everyone else. They would, would just have a different colour. So they wouldn't have... They are black because in media they are designed to look like SS Nazis because that way you see them as a dictatorship and evil, just subconsciously. Wow. That's... Yeah, it's actually clever, that isn't it? It's, yeah. Uh, subliminal Certain people might try and degree. comment against me, but the facts are there, so yeah. look it up <laughs> before you uh, try and comment. <laughs> oh, um, that's a real. Yeah, thing. no, it's true. It's true. Yeah, because historically there were no. Um, black armor uniforms that we found so far no very that true. it just reminded me of that because obviously whacking phoenix is the emperor in there. yeah yeah oh do you like gladiator that was a film gladiator is a cracker movie yeah, isn't it it is it, it starts off as a, a a i think it's from everyone can watch because it, it's 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 a just such a good story yeah it's a man's film all the way for a woman's film at the end yeah a win-win it, i always say when it comes to historical films um Gladiator, Braveheart is one of my favourite movies of all yeah. time. I love it. That, but that can be considered quite controversial because didn't it upset a lot of people from Scotland because of its historical inaccuracies? And correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. No, I think it was just they put Mel Gibson in it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> no, it, it is more or less quite accurate. I mean, Robert the Bruce and all that. But yeah. Oh, God. I watched Brilliant that. Film. I watched that not too long ago. I love Stephen. I need to rewatch it again, to be honest I, with you. I, you, have I no I, you have no idea how, how often I've been sat in like a work meeting or something. Yeah. And my boss or whoever's talking to us <laughs> avoided the question. I've just wanted to do the famous Braveheart scene. <laughs> what? Yeah, Father, ask him. The Lord uh. said, will you stop changing the subject? <laughs> and just ask him a fucking question. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, great film. Changing the subject. Can you imagine doing that at work? Yeah. Um, yeah, you'd lose a job. <laughs> you oh. wouldn't be working there again. Um, I, I, speaking of sensitive subjects, and I do feel we need to bring this up, kudos and great respect to Christopher Eccleston. Yes. Absolutely. I know people don't say we talk about Doctor Who too much, but, but at the end of the day, we're talking up. about sci-fi. If you don't yeah. like it, move on. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. I can't be any more blunt, <laughs> can I? We are, we are, we are, we are talking about something other than Doctor Who now. It's, it's, it's a weird one. Yeah. So Do you want to talk about this? Because I feel you'd be better at handling this. So just, you're he's come out saying that he struggled. Was it during the filming of Doctor Who? 
Um, I can't remember if it was during. I read somewhere he struggled with it all his life. Yeah, but like it's a, it seemed to be more intense yeah, during the time. He struggled really badly with um, anorexia. Anorexia, which I've, he's getting quite a bit of stick for this. He's getting well. stick. He for is it. getting stick from some people. Why is he getting stick for it? It's it's one of the things that people still don't understand. It's like yeah. you know you. You used to get it, and you still do get it sometimes with depression. Oh, why are you depressed? Just be happy. You know, it doesn't work like that. It's a chemical thing in your brain. Right, you understand. Yeah, but like anorexia, it's one of the things, oh, why don't you just eat? It's, it's, you you physically don't want to, the appetite. And if you look back at some of his work, and even some movies, he does look awful in some of them. Now, Now that you know what you're looking for, like, it's... He could have played Skeletor in some things. Yeah. Like, he, he was always very slim, wasn't he? Very skinny. Uh, but you don't think... He but just... all, the, all the mental things that come with this. and I don't know. It's... it's so, really... so going back in conversation, because you piqued me interest, why why is he getting stick for opening up about anorexia? Do you know what I mean? I th- a lot a of heartbreaking pe- condition. A lot of people still think it's just someone that just wants to be skinny. They don't. A lot of people don't realise there is like a lot of mental factors behind it. Like it, it can be linked to depression and anxiety and things like that. Yeah. So, like I've had depression yeah. like a couple of years ago, and I was down to like six and a half stone. Yeah. Unhealthy because I was going through depression and just had no appetite. Yeah. Like, it got to the point where my mum was threatening to pull my hair back and start shoveling mashed potato in my mouth. See, when it comes to eating, overeating, undereating, it's... Bigorexia is the opposite of anorexia. It's always going to... I'm going to be really honest with my listeners now. Answer Tom. It's always struck a chord with me because... um, and I've it's sort of I've 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 always loved Christopher Eccleston, you know. He, I always say David Tennant might have been the doctor that really got me into Doctor Who, mm. but for me, Christopher Eccleston was Started the guy who introduced it. me to Doctor he Who. He intrigued you about the universe, absolutely. And so you can understand, you can imagine that this past week when I read the article, it was I will always perceive it as brave. Especially when it in terms of struggling with certain eating well, habits, because anyone that comes out with like I've got depression, anxiety, gay, yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm not saying gay's an illness, like before people say I'm throwing it, but anyone that comes out with something so personal, yeah, that's caused them like I've dealt with racism or anything like that, yeah. Anyone that comes out with something like that, you're brave because in now day and age, the moment someone gets behind the yeah. keyboard, some people just turn into nasty little bastards. Yeah, there's no way to pull it. Well, I'm, I'm, I tell you what, I'm, I'm going to take a leaf out of Christopher Eccleston's book, and I think he's done the brave thing, so I think it's time that I were brave. You're not anorexic. No, I'm not anorexic, but uh, all my as life... Not, as that sound. No, no, I'm not anorexic, don't worry, listeners. All my life, I have uh, had trouble with my weight. Not all my... I have either been... When I was... I te- yo-yo. When I was in my teenage years, I was incredibly slim. Uh, in my 20s, late teens to 20s, I put a lot of weight on. Uh, you were, uh, no offense, but you were quite big in college. Yeah, I was I very big at college. Um, but at school, I was quite slim. And bef- and in primary school, I was big. So I have never been a perfect weight. What? I just realised who you look like in college. Oh. Have you ever seen Beverly Hills Ninja? 
No. Yes. No, I've never seen You've it. You've never seen Beverly never Hills seen Ninja? Never seen it, no. All right, carry on talking. And basically, uh, I've always been told that a part of my autism, it, it, it might be considered into the fact of why I overeat. So basically the main point I want to bring up is eating habits. It, it can be seen as such an embarrassing thing for a lot of people that struggle with food, whether it, they overeat or undereat. It's a coping mechanism. And yeah, of course it is, of course it is. So yeah, it's... It, 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 it's it's one of them things, isn't it, that I don't think gets enough media attention. Yeah, I'd say I looked a lot like him, to be honest with you, but yeah. <laughs> maybe slightly different, but yeah. Yeah, not maybe not that big, well, <laughs> but yeah, similar style. No, yeah. no, not that big, but that, not, that was your kind big. of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, now is there anything you want to talk about that's happened in the week? Because um, I've taken the Area 51 and the... No, no. The, I, uh, I, see, see I, like I said to you earlier, earlier on in the podcast, I received some criticism. Wow. Yeah, I've just realised that myself. Um, if you don't mind, um, do you want to put it on pause? I'm just going to get a drink of water. So if you want to... Right, we. I have just realised we have hit the 40-minute mark, have we? Yeah, so um, so, I want to spend ten minutes talking about this uh, segment I yes, suggested last and week. And you have had suggestions. I you? have. I've had a couple of suggestions from certain people, like um, David. I got told he prefers to be called David, and we can no longer say Dave. Da- no, Dave. No, and uh, another per- friend of mine called uh, Adrian, who suggested a game. But then I noticed something else in my cupboard: a glint. A glint. A blast from the past. <laughs> oh, um, wow. A game that the moment I said while I was on the phone to you, you started reminiscing about four. So I wanted to go into something that we both like. It's um the classic known as Simpsons Hit and Run. Now for anyone Absolutely. that's not played this, brilliant you, game. Go on. For anyone that has not played this game, your opinion does not matter. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like if you if you owned a PS2 and did not at least at one point play Simpsons Hit and Run. Even, yeah, like, it's, it, obviously, it's considered one of the top ten games of the PlayStation Two, isn't it's, it? It's in there, somewhere. but it was it was from when The Simpsons was good. The humor is good in it, and to be honest, yeah, the graphics are very boxy now. Yeah, they, I can they, imagine they are very it. boxy. And the mouth it it flaps. It's like watching <laughs> Canadians from South Park, but it has aged surprisingly well, and it is still a good game. The driving is still good. The controls are pretty basic. Jump, kick. You know, it's all good. The humour is good in it, finding the little gags. Yeah. And all right, it's not a huge map because there's a few of them. But you know what? It is aged, in my opinion, really well, and it could do with a HD overhaul. Do you reckon they will ever not remake it? But a living hope. A living hope. Like if if they. It is. It's always got you off. Go on. I have really fond memories of this game. I played it so much because I wasn't allowed GTA at first. And yeah. this was basically GTA. Wow. Wasn't it? You could steal yeah. cars. Absolutely. There were bees. There were, there were robot bees. Yeah, I remember that. Was, and every time were, you kicked them, you yeah. got coins and, and you there got was, rewards for... There were races. There was a lot to do. There were gags. Side and, missions. Yeah, it was for fans of the show, but also not. Yeah. And it's so old. On the back of the instruction manual, and the instruction manual a game that used to come with them, because they don't now, uh, it advertises season three of The Simpsons. 
Wow. So it is, that it is, is old. It <laughs> is from the golden era of The Simpsons. Absolutely. But why yeah. are you? Because you have really fond memories of it as well, don't you? I do, yes. I remember it. I, I used to be a huge gamer when I was like, I think everyone was when it was about eight or nine. Yeah, PS2. Um, I think that's when it came out. It was definitely when I bought it because I played other games like Sims Busting Out. I played games like GTA Vice City. Vice City is, is one of <laughs> my games like that. So GTA Vice City is my favourite. But GTA. it is, isn't it? You've mentioned that. Yeah. But without getting uh, sidetracked, Simpsons hit and run. See, I was a huge Simpsons fan anyway when I was a kid. So I, this was at that point, Simpsons Mania was in full effect. It was. It was in full swing. At like, that I don't time, know about you, it? but I used to come home from school every day, sit down Channel Four. Sky six, One for me. Yeah. It was either Channel 4 or Sky 1, 6 yeah. o'clock, Simpsons was on. Yeah. There was always either one of those channels were showing Simpsons, definitely. Um, what is your favourite Simpsons episode? If you have one or do you have a memorable one? I always, I know you like the Treehouse of Horrors, I remember you were telling yeah, me. Yeah, I, I really like yeah. Treehouse of Horrors, and those are the ones that stick with me. But I like the one, because um, Simpsons parodies a lot of uh, things, and I like the... Um, one where Homer becomes best friends with Ned Flanders, and Ned, <laughs> Ned, yeah. and then there's the Terminator. Because I'm some of my favourite movies, the Terminator. Yeah. So some of my favourite um, things in Simpsons are Terminator related, and I love the one where it's the parody of Terminator Two, where Homer's yeah, the chasing the, with the golf clubs, and it's like, hurry, Daddy, he's gaining on us. <laughs> oh, uh- yeah, Simpsons humour. I don't know what it's like now. I'm not one of these people. Oh, Simpsons isn't as good as it used to. It, I don't it, know. I haven't seen it. It isn't years. as good. It did. It, it, it started declining after like season nine. But anyway, back to <laughs> back to the actual point in this like little segment for ten minutes about Simpsons hit and run. Yeah, go on. In my opinion, it has aged like a fucking fine wine. It's if anyone sees it in CX or a shop. And you've got a PS2 or an Xbox or a GameCube and you have the capability to play it or download it online. Play it. Yes. It I, is I, worth I, it, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, I bought it over now and we're probably going to play e- it for a bit. Even the storyline was quite engaging. Because do you yeah. remember the last... I don't want to give it... I don't, I don't know, can you spoil game stories? I, spoiler alert in case people do think like well, that. Well, I think at his age, but... Because you had different settings. You yeah. played different characters. And the last setting, you was Homer again as if the, the art was coming into full circle. Yeah. And it was like its own... Where zombies were coming. And yeah, it was the, very, the last one was uh, very um, the end of the world. Yeah. Um, uh, you could have Homer in the Springfield that everyone sees and knows, which is like the suburban area where the family live. You had Bart, and he was in the city centre. Yeah. And there were jokes like the monorail that never got finished in South yeah. Park and things. Uh, South Park? In so the in, Simpsons. In Springfield. Um, yeah. You had Lisa. And Marge were both in like the Bay Area. Yeah. And didn't you play as a poop? You did in one, yeah. yeah. And you played as Bart as well, and they were yeah. both in the same setting, I believe. So, so yeah. it, it was um, a poop's not in The Simpsons anymore or something, is he? No. Um, yeah. But uh, that's no. one topic I don't really want to yeah. explore. <laughs> but um, no, it, it was. Yeah. It like if anyone if anyone's got any suggestions, I mean. There are a few I'm now looking to track down, like other people have suggested. Yeah. Um, one of them is uh, Ico. 
Yeah. Which is um, basically a, the game made, it was a precursor to yeah. Shadow of the Colossus. And uh, in case people are wondering why I just said about the Apu, I, it's a controversial topic I don't want to say over a yeah. podcast because I can't be bothered with the, the negativity of that. Whatever, the yeah. yeah. And I don't want to offend anyone. That's the fear I have. But yeah, going back into the conversation, it was a brilliant game. Now, what I just thought then, I don't know if we talked about this, rating. Do you want to rate a game every week? Well, yeah, we can rate it because I was planning to just rate it. Has it aged like fine wine or like chunky milk? And I would say <laughs> it has aged. Well, you, some things they have aged badly. Right, yeah. For example, one of our favourite games of all time is Time Splitters. Yeah, that is aged quite. The controls have aged quite bad, but Simpsons, it still plays really well. Simpsons yeah. hit and run, not road rage. So I would say it has aged like fine wine. I'm going to give it like five dogs out of ten. Five dogs out of ten. Whoa. No one wants a star. Everyone <laughs> wants a dog. <laughs> okay, it, interesting. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. If anyone, if you have it laying around and you haven't played it in years, you know what? Whack it in. Have a go. Just You yeah. won't be disappointed. If you compared it to modern games now, I bet you will smile more Just playing this. Just take a trip to Nostalgia Lane, everybody. It, it, it is a good game. But anyway, um, that's else? the well, segment over. That goes, I don't know what I'm going to, what? That goes milk and wine? <laughs> so, do you want to wrap up a little bit now? You know, because we're in the last 10 minute mark. Is there anything, anything particularly you want to talk about? No, I mean, I, I think this is, uh, this has been a pretty good, pretty pretty good, good podcast. podcast like, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to do it, aren't I? Do you want me to do it? We'll take it in turns. Go on and you do it. Please, by all means, if you enjoyed this podcast, no, like always, Please, 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 if, you en- if you're enjoying the content we're providing you, please subscribe and ring that bell. And like. And like. Or hit beat me again. Please like us. Please. Please make me popular. Please. <laughs> I don't want to go back to the server. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's... Um, we was talking as well, you know, basically, do you, do you want to tell the listeners a bit of a life story again, like we have been doing the past few well, weeks? Well, I think or... it, it's your turn this time. Is it my turn? Yeah, I told the bomb bomb story. Oh, okay. Um, no, I'll tell you what, I'm, I am going to say it, because we were talking about it this week. and Oh, there is something I actually want to add. Go I have recently got back into Pokemon Go. Oh, right, okay. Because they've released a new thing, and I've been told by a couple of people to get back into it. So, um, if anyone plays Pokemon Go, just uh, tag their like trainer code onto uh, Anthony's Facebook, <laughs> and I'll start adding people. Oh wow! Well, there are challenges to like, add people, aren't there? So yeah, yes, I think we should. We were talking about a particular individual earlier this week. There was a woman called Lauren, everybody, who was it in our like class, a haiku. <laughs> and basically, I had a crush on her. I think it's safe to say. And we were really close, weren't we? Is it is it safe to say we were pre- pretty close? And basically, I let my feelings get the better of me on this particular day. Are you defacing? <laughs> is, this, is this story? Lauren, fully aware that I was also a wrestling fan like she was, especially at that part in my life. I, I was hugely one. into wrestling. She lent him a book. <laughs> and pro- it was, go on. Now, this story comes with a warning here. If there's anyone that loves books, do not <laughs> send us any hate. Basically, You're she... about to make some book lovers cry. <laughs> she lent me a, a, a Shawn Michaels uh, autobiography book. And for those who don't know, Shawn Michaels was a wrestler. 
And basically... Is he still going? Yeah, no, he retired. He, 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 he retired before she lent me the book. Um, no, and basically, cut a long story short, I want, I was too much of a coward to tell her how I felt, like, that, that I was attracted to her. I don't. Um, basically, I put a very soppy note in the sat in, in the front, not the behind the front cover, the introduction page. What's it yeah. called? I put a soppy note in the introduction page. Now, Lauren never did get back to me about that. Um, I always assumed she was pissed off. Safe to say, she, even though we were close uh, in college, she never really spoke to me again after that. <laughs> Now, I'm not being funny, but if someone defaced one of my books by writing in it, I wouldn't speak to him again either. But the note were fairly soppy, though, to be fair. Soppy or not, you ruined my fucking book. <laughs> Did I ruin it, Did, would you say? No. I just, uh, it's just a funny story that you defaced a book to try and get a girl. Like, come on. Come on, man. I don't, yeah, looking back. What's the next step? Stand I... out a window with a boombox. <laughs> Exactly. Looking back, careless yeah, whisper. it is it is cringy, but yeah, I was a young man. I was a kid, man. Yeah, what, 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 we all were. What do you expect from me? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, and to be honest with you, now listen to this confused called Lauren that are just random as looking oh, through all dear. their books. Like, did I know him? <laughs> oh dear, yeah, but I'm happy with that. Is there anything you want to add? No, just uh, like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, yeah. Please like well, us. Please like us. And uh, we actually do appreciate comments. I know we say it every week, but comments underneath the Facebook video are so nice. Always. And I do have to mention again, David, thank you so much for your for your feedback and support. And another uh, fan as well who commented. And, yeah, my yeah. friend Tay. Yeah. Uh, Good friend. Thank you for uh, following and supporting us. Yeah. I have been Dancing Burr. Your autistic prince. And I've been Tom Koala. Just Tom. (laughs) See you later, everybody. See you later.